using like the community that you formed and the connections that you've made to kind of like ask them what their process is. I didn't get where I am right now without help from other people. So you definitely have to kind of ask for help and don't be afraid to reach out to other people in the community and ask them kind of, okay, what has your process been or what, what do you charge? Honestly, like it's not something a lot of people talk about. Welcome to Let's Thrive, a lifestyle podcast meant to expand your consciousness with new age wisdom, advice, empowerment, and inspiration. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and tune in every Wednesday for an insightful conversation with guests whom are just like you and me, trying to figure out this crazy world we live in. Enough said, let's thrive. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Thrive. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and as usual, I am so excited to have you here with me today. As you can probably predict, I'm all over the place with these podcasts and I've kind of gone back and forth between wanting to share, you know, more about me on here and my day-to-day personal life and wanting to just keep it, you know, professional, quote-unquote, but I have now decided, at least temporarily, that I would like to be more open and sharing in these intros because I feel that a lot of you who do follow me actually care somewhat about what I'm up to. And if that's the case, then great, because you're about to be kept more up to date. Perfect. Okay, moving on. So, (laughs) if you've been following me, then you know that a while ago I got some, you know, blood tests done and some work done at a specialist hospital for my liver. And so, I kind of came on Instagram and I shared all this information about it. And then I had to get the test done and then I've just been silent. And that's because I'm just waiting for results. And I'm the type of person that I'm not going to be putting, you know, false or unknown things out onto the internet and (laughs) Instagram and social media. So I, you know, gave you guys that initial update and now I'm waiting until I have more concrete info. So that's that. And then I guess the only other thing I really wanted to touch on today is that In today's episode, you'll hear me referencing a trip to Texas that I took about two weeks ago, and I just, I guess I never really talked about it. I did an Instagram post, but that was it. I just, you know, wanted to come on here and say that if you love to travel, put Austin, Texas on your list. Oh my gosh, it is so amazing there. I just, I think I was surprised. I was expecting, you know, a city and all the typical city things, you know, and not to be out of my place here, but I was expecting, you know, like maybe some more homeless people, some more unsafe areas, you know, just feeling that typical, stereotypical city vibe since I live in the middle of nowhere, country hick town forest. But I was pleasantly surprised because in Austin, it's kind of this merging of the fun, vibrant city life with these cute, you know, side streets with bustling trees and bushes and cute little homes and quirky artwork and restaurants and, you know, and then nature all in there. So you can, you know, go to do all these exciting city things and eat all these amazing restaurants. And then five minutes away, you can walk in this amazing, you know, park and go along the river and be completely immersed in nature. And so many dogs, so many dogs. I loved it. And so, yeah, A, it's beautiful there. B, the food scene is amazing. C, 
the outdoor scene, nature scene, you know, hiking, active, there's lots of active, like, classes and stuff, that was amazing, they have good music down there, the weather is a little hot this time of year, I will say, but, but nevertheless, it was an amazing trip, I went there with my aka soul sister, Kaylee, from California, that's a story for another day, (laughs) and we met up with another dear, I think of her as my adopted mom, that's what Kaylee and I joke about, but her name is Casey, and she's actually today's guest, and that's who we met down in Austin, and then stayed with in Dallas, she is just, like, my mentor, best friend, you know, just, like, I look up to her, she inspires me, and we connect so well, so to be in Austin with those two women just was amazing for me and my heart. <laughs> and I adopted a dog while we were down there, but that is definitely a story for another time. So on to today's guest. As I mentioned, Casey, she's my mentor. She is just like amazing, guys. She is amazing. I had her on today because I found her when she first started her account and you know, I, I will say it was just the typical food account. She had photos of her food. I thought they were amazing at the time, which is why I reached out to her. And then, you know, we kind of talked here and there. And then eventually we started talking more, became friends. And during this time, she just went from like a five to a 11 on the scale of amazingness because she up-leveled everything about what she does from her photography to her recipes to, you know, how she presents herself on social media and how she works with brands. And by up-leveling all those things, I've seen her grow exponentially, and it just blows my mind, and I'm over here cheering her on from the sidelines because I'm her number one fan from day one. (laughs) And so I had her come on today, and she shares everything with us, you know? We start out just talking about her journey, how she got into it, and then, you know, if you stick to about the 15-20 minute mark is when we dive into the behind the scenes, and she shares, you know how she has up-leveled her game. Just as an example, you know, she explains how she started out by just being content with getting a free jar of, you know, nut butter from a company, and it was so amazing. But she realized over time how much work she was putting to create a recipe for it, all the testing you put into it, photograph it, like the blog work, the type, the copy, everything was not worth just one jar of free nut butter. So, She has, you know, now moved up to a place where she is getting paid for her work and she's getting paid well. She's getting more brand partnerships. She's working with people that, you know, she had dreamed of working with and now she is. In this, we explain, you know, how and when to ask for more. And it just comes back to the idea of knowing what you're worth, knowing what, you know, your skills and your talent and your time is worth and then asking for that. We go over how to calculate it and Casey shares how she approaches brands and how she communicates with brands when they, you know, reach out to her. So it's, you know, both sides of it. She goes over, you know, a media kit, a rate sheet, what you need, how she even, you know, says how she made hers, the program she uses. We also delve into how to improve your photography tips that she uses, tools that she has, you know, utilized to up-level. We just go over, you know, all the steps she took from working with brands to photography to, you know, just having a better understanding of her, you know, worth of what she has to put out and then asking for uh, proper, you know, compensation in return. So 
I have to say that after we recorded this, I implemented some of the tips that she puts in here. I'm telling you what, I have now had, I think, nine or ten brands that by following Casey's steps and her suggestions, I've now had nine or ten brands that I'm working with, you know, and I'm not getting, I'm not at the point now where I've, you know, like yet to ask for money, but I've been able to work out different scenarios, you know, where it's more than just one jar of nut butter for all the work I put into it. So I'm telling you this stuff works if you implement it and if you, you know, stick with it. Don't give up after one no, because I got a lot of no's too, but I kept at it. Casey kept at it. And now, you know, we both have seen success from it. And you can too, if you you know, follow these tips, check out the resources she gives you. I'll link them below and just put the pedal to the metal and, you know, crank that stuff out. (laughs) If you have any questions, if today's episode resonates with you, you learned something, let me know, let Casey know, you know, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, tag us both. Casey is on Instagram at themindfulhappa. I'll link up below. And she has her blog as well. You know, I'm on Instagram at thrive underscore on life. We'd love to know what you guys think of this one. We're both laughing throughout it and we just had such a good time recording. So without further ado and no more rambling on my part, let's jump right into today's conversation with Casey. I love the questions that you thought of. Like they're all really good. I was like, oh, this is actually like, like I haven't thought of this before. This is good. So yeah, no, I'm excited. Okay. Well, as I always start out, what's one thing that has made you smile today? Okay. Well, Theo obviously makes me smile (laughs) every morning. Um, He like has this morning routine where he like makes like this yawn and then he comes and he puts his like head in between my like legs and wants his head scratched. So that always makes me really happy. It's a great way to start every morning. Uh, but then I also went bouldering with Andy today. So that is always a highlight. Um, any day that we get to go bouldering together and we got to like work on some of the same routes together, which is fun because he's like way better than I am. <laughs> so the fact that like we were getting to work on some same ones together and kind of try and figure out the route was really fun. Now, is that what you're having Casey and I do when we visit bouldering? Yeah, yeah, you and Kaylee, we are going to go. Um, <laughs> I said Casey, didn't I? <laughs> wow, okay, obviously today's been a long day, and I'm still coming off of a fever. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we're both getting over sickness, and Kaylee and Casey is, like, pretty similar. I also wasn't sure if I hurt you correctly, and that's why I kind of paused. I was like, did she say Kaylee or Casey? <laughs> For everyone listening, I'm blushing so hard right now. I just threw <laughs> that one up. <laughs> Oh no, it's totally fine. Um, <laughs> sounds sounds the same. I honestly wasn't sure until you said something. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go um, to Austin Bouldering Project, which I've been to, and I love the bouldering projects in Austin. Um, it's just really big, and it's got like a lot of different routes for a lot of different levels. And then we're also gonna go to my home gym here in Dallas, Summit. Um, and so you guys will get to climb at both of those different gyms, and I'm sure your forearms are going to be so sore. The first time I went climbing, it was, I literally like kept dropping like my water bottle the entire next day because like my forearms are so sore and it hurt, it would hurt to drive. Like literally like anytime I had to turn in the car, it was like painful. So that'll be fun. (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) 
I'll go to like story on my Instagram and completely drop my phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be careful around water. Oh. Next- <laughs> After bouldering, don't carry your phone around water. <laughs> I'll keep that noted. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds like a definite good start to your day. And so for anyone who is unfamiliar with you, do you mind sharing just a bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, it's actually fun because I feel like I haven't even shared that much about myself on my own Instagram. <laughs> like I've never done one of those, like here are five facts about me. Um, so yeah, I guess here are some stuff, here's some stuff about me. Obviously, I, um, I grew up in Florida, went to high school there. Um, and then after high school, I kind of wanted to get as far away from home as possible. <laughs> so I was like, let's go to Minnesota. Um, I was looking for kind of like a small liberal arts school to go to and kind of just after visiting different ones, McAllister, um, I really liked just because of the diversity that was there. And I liked that it was like a smaller school as well, just because my high school was on the small side too. Um, so yeah, I went to McAllister, I was there for four years. And, um, from there I got a job out of school that, um, was working for a catering company and I was there for two years as a catering coordinator. And that was basically just coordinating events, um, the event side of any catering, sorry, um, coordinating the food side of any event. Um, and then after those two years, I actually like followed my boss to, work for um, a co-op in Minnesota and kind of ran and built their catering and wholesale department. And then that was for two years. And then my Andy, my husband, matched into his intern year in Hawaii. So we were in Hawaii for a year. um, And then we moved to Dallas coming up on a year ago um, where he's going to be here for two more years now finishing his um, residency here. That was really long-winded. <laughs> that was perfect. I was going to ask you how many different places you've lived. <laughs> I know, I know. So, yeah, it was Florida, Minnesota, Hawaii, and now Dallas. I love that. Yeah. Um, I just have to, like, interject this professional interview. Can you please share how you first – came across like your love of nut butter because of Andy because that story is like gold everybody needs to hear that <laughs> oh yeah that was really funny. so we were roommates in college and yeah growing up I my mom like never made peanut butter and jellies that like wasn't a thing she um would always give us leftovers from the night before so it was always like really good food but never peanut butter and jellies and so it wasn't until college um, that Andy would buy nut butters and he would buy like the non like Jif or Skippy, which is like what I had always had like before. Um, so it'd be like the high quality, just the only ingredient is, you know, almonds or peanuts. And, um, yeah, I basically would just steal his nut butter. <laughs> like I like tried it one time when he wasn't there and became obsessed and all of a sudden he'd be like, I don't know what's happening, but like my nut butter keeps like going like disappearing and yeah it was because of me <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't like 
follow Casey. She absolutely loves nut butter. And so I just love that that's how her like start with it began. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so something I was interested in and I kind of wanted to ask you about was since you've lived in, you know, like it was four different places, but they're vastly different each, each mm-hmm. one. How has that like shaped you into who you are? Like what's something you've kind of taken away from each place you've lived at, even if it's just a small, you know, little trait about you? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Florida, like I definitely associate with like home and my parents and family. And like, that's kind of like where I grew up. Um, I love like my, like the house I grew up in, in Florida. And I actually like only grew up, I was only there like from ninth grade onwards, but I love that house. Um, not so much like Florida itself. <laughs> like, like I would personally would never move back there. Um, but the house itself and kind of like the memories and just um, my family is like, I don't know. That's what I associate with Florida is like kind of just my parents and my brother. Um, Minnesota. That's where I met Andy. <laughs> that's when we like first started dating. Um, and I mean, he's just obviously like a huge part of my life, but it's also, you know, where I went to school and was away from home for the first time. So I feel like that's when, you know, you kind of are finding yourself and figuring out who you are as an individual without your, without your parents. Um, so I associate that with kind of just finding myself and, growing into who I am today and also just make my first steps in my career to like figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And just, um, both of the two jobs that I had, I had a super great mentor, um, who was a wonderful, like woman business kick-ass role model. And, um, she also like played a huge part into like developing me as like a leader and kind of helping me to figure out what I want to do with my life. Um, and Hawaii was just a year of fun. Like it was just so amazing. It was a ton of hiking and, you know, I just, I served, um, three days a week. And then the other four days I got to hike and explore. My brother came and lived with us for four months, which was also really special. Um, I felt like he, me and him got a lot closer as well as Andy. So like the three of us kind of became a little like, trio which I absolutely loved um he got super into surfing and like tried to get me to go which kind of worked but yeah Hawaii was just like it's just it was just really fun um but was also kind of by the end of it like ready to leave it was kind of far from home um felt distant from family and yeah here in Dallas it's kind of just been like getting into a new routine and just kind of figuring stuff out and this whole like food blog stuff (laughs) So, well, that provided a very good intro. (laughs) So now that you're in Dallas and you're going to be here for the next two years, can you kind of explain like what you're doing with everything from, you know, the Mindful Hapa, your blog and Instagram and your food photography that has just like blown up? I love it. (laughs) Can you just give a brief overview of maybe how you started? Like you came to Dallas, you got this idea, you started, and then just kind of where it's progressed from there and where you're at with it now. Yeah, absolutely. So I, when I moved to Dallas, so 
I guess, well, when I moved to Hawaii, I kind of quit my like safe job where I was like comfortable and there was room for growth. And I was like, okay, I'm going to Hawaii. It doesn't make sense for me to get quote unquote, like I call it a real person job. (laughs) Um, or if I was going to, um, just be there for a year. So it like didn't make sense for me to try and get a job in the field that I was in. Um, so I decided to serve part-time and really just enjoy my time there for a year, um, which I do not regret at all and was like such a wonderful experience and definitely the right choice for me. Um, after that year, when we moved here, um, I honestly kind of struggled a bit with figuring out what I wanted to do um, and what my next steps were going to be. It's really hard when you move to a new city and you don't have your same network to try and just go out blindly and find a job. You know, it's really tough. So I was applying to jobs, you know, both in my field, in kind of like the catering management field, but then also more um, in terms of like the project management side, because that's kind of what I enjoyed the most out of my previous um, job. But um, it was hard. Like I wasn't having a ton of luck. And um, we went to... Colorado for Andy's birthday and I was listening to food blogger pro, um, which is, um, run by Lindsay of pinch and yum and her pinch of yum and her husband. I like talk, I've talked to you about them before, but they're amazing. Um, and they have a great, um, podcast that kind of talks about the business and food blogging and kind of everything you need to know. And it was an episode with, I think it was um, Ashley of Fit Mitten Kitchen, um, and she was talking about her journey, how she started, and her thing was that you know she just kind of thought like, why not me? Um, if all these other people are successful, why can't I be successful at this? And I was like, that's a really good point. <laughs> um, so I just it was something I have honestly like considered before and had been thinking about for a while. And at that point I just told Andy, I'm like, okay, like I really want to jump all in. I think this is something, I know this is something I would be really passionate about and I want to give it my all and just try go in head first. And like for the next four months, just say I committed myself a hundred percent and kind of reevaluate where I'm at after four months. So um, that was in September um, when I started, um, and I decided, yeah, to not get a full-time job. I got a serving job part-time that I would work on, um, over the weekend. And then during the week I would do, um, all things food blogging. And after like the four months went by, I, yeah, I just realized I had really loved, I really loved it. I loved the community of people that I found, I loved the recipe development. I loved the content creation. I loved the photography and it felt, it just felt right. It felt like a meeting of all the things that I love and I'm good at. And I'm, I was like, okay, I definitely like want to pursue this. Um, and it seems like a feasible option for me, um, as well. So that's when I really like buckled down and decided, um, okay, like I'm going to make a business plan. I like, I know I want to make money doing this. How am I going to make that happen? Like if I, if I'm like super passionate about this, like let's find a way to make this work so I can actually like make money and like support 
little Theo and <laughs> all of his two toys. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was in January that I kind of put together a business plan, um, started reaching out to brands. And kind of since then, I've been focusing on my own personal blog and creating recipes and doing photography, but then also reaching out to brands and doing content creation for brands that I love as well. And that's been kind of the more recent um, thing that I've been focusing on. Oh, I love that. (laughs) So neat because I found you in like September or maybe it was October and I was like amazed by your photography. And I told, that's when I like first messaged you. I was like, Oh my gosh, your photography is amazing. And I was like, I was just like, wow, I was so amazed. And then I just like, obviously kept like following along. We were becoming friends. And now I'm just like, every time I see your post, I'm just like a round of hand clapping. Cause it's like, <laughs> dang, like, and I love when you do the throwback photos and you do like the, you know, like revamp of an old photo and recipe yeah. and the growth has just been like amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, so what would you say was your biggest challenge? Like from September to now that you had to overcome, whether that was, you know, like a physical aspect of the business or more on like the emotional side, like with personally with you. Yeah. So for me, um, just like based on the type of person that I am, it's, um, definitely was more of like, like emotional versus like anything like blog related that you can all, you can Google all of that, right? Like there's answers for everything. Um, so I was never really concerned about that part, although it's something you definitely have to work on. But my biggest challenge personally was definitely like, I'd say two things. One, um, just starting. So deciding that I wanted to commit to something, um, was really challenging for me. And, um, I think it happened at the right time and that I didn't have a full-time job lined up. Cause I think that would have made it even harder to fully commit, but I really didn't have like any other excuses. It felt like the right time. Um, but I've always been, um, afraid of failure. And so to say that you're committing yourself to this and you want, you really want to succeed at this and putting that out there into the world is, um, it's really scary. So that was, um, just starting was really hard for me. Um, and then the second thing like related to that is, um, just caring what people think was always a huge reason for like why I didn't want to start with was, Oh, but what are people going to think of me? Which, you know, is so dumb and I'm glad it didn't stop me, but nonetheless, it's, it was a huge thing for me to overcome in the beginning. And I didn't tell any of my friends. I only told my mom, my dad, Andy. I don't even remember if I told my brother, honestly. <laughs> and like people eventually found me. Um, I tried to like actually limit the ways people could find you by like <laughs> not putting my name, not adding my phone number. But so. <laughs> I think Andy actually emailed one of my friends, which I was so mad at him for, like, at the time. But looking back on it now, like, it was obviously coming from a good place. And he realized I needed, like, the support of my friends. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Just um, those were two things that were personally difficult for me um, since starting this. Yeah, no, I I feel that. I was... Like 
the same way. Well, I mean, I started mine because it was that one week I stayed at college. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I hate college here, so I might as well, or not that I hated college, but it's like, well, I'm not happy here, so I might as yeah. well start an Instagram <laughs> with the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I told like three people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I could have had that thing out in like December, but I was so self-conscious of what people would think of me and if it would be a complete and utter failure. Yeah. Uh, I put it off until, you know, like February. And then even then I was kind of slow to get the ball rolling. But um, I mean, obviously that's like, like you going for it was the best decision you could have made. And then mm-hmm. I have no regrets about the podcast. So yeah. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> anyone listening, if you're like, you know, kind of in a situation like that, I always say like, I don't know, just go for it and try and Absolutely. you never know what's going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. And who cares what people think? I don't know. It's like, it yeah. takes a while to get there and it takes practice of like doing things that scare you to get you there. But yeah, it's just, just do it. Just go for it. Totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned working with brands and I'm curious, how do you like stand true to you and your brand while working with other brands and creating content for them? Yeah. So, um, I definitely kind of think this has changed over time. Um, right. Like in the beginning, I, was like super excited just to get free product, for instance. You know, um, I remember the first brand that reached out to me, it was Zoom to Foods Tahini, um, which is a really great tahini. But they emailed me and they're like, oh, we really like your page and we want to send you some stuff to create a recipe with. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. So I like was over the moon excited. Like I remember freaking out with my parents and Andy about this email. Um, So, you know, at the time it's like that I was more than happy to create a recipe, take pictures and put a lot of work into like this post for them just because, um, it was great experience for me. It was great exposure for our Zoom foods. Um, and it was great experience to just like work with a brand. Um, but you know, over time that's definitely changed as, you develop more skills as you invest more in yourself, as you're able to like bring more to the table. Um, I think you have to make sure that you are asking for, to get paid for your time (laughs) and to get paid for, for your value and for everything that you've invested. Um, just because, um, what you provide is unique, what you provide is valuable and be that your, photography, your, the engagement that you're getting on your pictures, your audience. Um, I think it's, you know, important to realize what you could bring to the table and make sure that you're compensated fairly for that. Um, yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, time is money and especially in something like this where, you know, I don't know. I think sometimes people think that if you don't have, you know, like the quote unquote real person job that you just have like all this free time. And in reality, I think if you ask most people that work for themselves, work from home, it's almost, you know, harder to juggle that time because you put so much more on yourself, you know, because it's like, you're trying to do your own thing. And then you're also, you know, like 
at home. So you're trying to do all the home things. And then you're also trying to, you know, have some sort of social aspect. And then you find yourself, you know, literally working nonstop. And so how did you kind of form an idea of your worth or, you know, how to approach brands or just communicate with brands and say, this is what I think I'm worth, my products, my, you know, time is worth. And just, yeah, I guess, how did you come up with that? And how do you, I guess, like, tell that <laughs> to a brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is my process? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I think a great starting point is to either, to both find someone that, like, you feel like is at your level or someone who you look up to and someone who you may be like, want to be where they are um, and definitely reach out to them. So using like the community that you've formed and the connections that you've made to kind of like ask them what their process is. I didn't get where I am right now without help from other people. So you definitely have to kind of ask for help and don't be afraid to reach out to other people in the community and ask them kind of, okay, what has your process been or what what do you charge? Honestly, like it's not something a lot of people talk about. I think you have to find out, you know, kind of people who are in a similar range as you are and reach out and ask them and see what their pricing is, what they're at. That was kind of where I started was just reaching out to people and being like, Hey, like, what do you charge? Cause I had no idea. Like I, that was something I did try to Google and I couldn't find the answer. <laughs> so Google was no help in that. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to ask people that, um, I look up to and people who I know are already doing this. That was kind of my starting point was asking those questions. And after that, um, you know, the thing that I found is most people have the um, media kit and the rate sheet. So um, I put that together, you know, I got some example ones from people that I look up to and from there was able to kind of put together my own based on, um, looking at what other people include in there. So a lot of times you'll have the example of your work, kind of your stats in terms of, um, you know, what your follower count is at for Instagram, you know, what your monthly views at Pinterest are. Um, if you have stats for your website, you know, you will include those. Um, a little short statement um, about you and kind of where you are, what you focus on, what you do. Um, and then, you can either include testimonials or um, brands that you've worked with, but um, you kind of combine that with your rate sheet and that's kind of like what you then um, send to brands. But yeah, I was able to kind of put that all together based on talking to other people and looking at their work as examples um, because yeah, it was not something I could Google. So <laughs> yeah, and I will say that for my personal media kit, Canva, has um, some free media kit templates, and I just used one of theirs, which was really helpful. That's so neat. I've used Canva quite a bit with the podcast. That's, I made my own like cover art, and yeah. mm -hmm. I just made some like posters for it. But I never even saw the media kit. That's that's a very okay. I will link that below for anyone interested. I will be checking that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, do you have a media kit yet? <laughs> That was one thing. Um, I, I, I knew I should like make one from different, you know, business things I listened to. But I remember the one day I sat down and, you know, similar to you, I was like, well, I'll just start Googling, seeing what I find out. And, you know, obviously that didn't go anywhere because I never made one. 
So I guess another thing I wanted to cover is, could you kind of go over some of the different relationships or partnerships you might have with a brand? Because I think, you know, people that are just starting out or, you know, even, you know, we've talked about this before, some people that have quite a large following, but just don't really know like what they're, you know, how to maneuver this field. What are the different ways that you might work with a brand? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm actually like been super surprised by that. I've talked to some people recently who have like bigger followers than me, better engagement on their photos. And they're coming to me and asking, Hey, like, how do you get paid to do this? And I'm like, wait, you're not getting paid yet. You're doing all this for free. It's like crazy. Just because of the amount, I just know the amount of time that these like bloggers are putting into testing recipes, creating recipes, taking pictures of them. And like, they haven't built up the courage to like ask brands for payment or they don't know how to ask brands to get paid for their work. Um, how to ask, I guess I'll go over that and then I'll kind of go over like the different ways that I think you can get paid by brands to, um, provide content. Um, Normally how I do it is I will either, um, either a brand will reach out to me and they'll say, you know, oh, we have this product. We'd love for you to try it. Um, at which point I have kind of like a canned response, which is great. I would love to try your product. Super psyched that you want to send this to me. Um, just so you know, I do charge for all of my, you know, services, but I'd be happy to share it on my stories. Um, I've attached to this, you know, email, a copy of my media kit and rate sheet, um, and let me know if you'd be interested in partnering together. So that's a polite way of responding to someone who's offering you free product and saying, one, thank you, but two, what I provide is valuable and I do charge for it. (laughs) Um, So that is kind of my process for when brands reach out to me. The other way that I work with brands is um, I and I do a lot of this, is actually reaching out to brands directly. So sliding into their DMs (laughs) and, um, you know, and it's brands that I love and that I use. And I tell them, I tell them that, like, I love your product. I use your product. Here are ways I think we could work together. Um, I'd love to send you more information and just kind of get their contact information. And then from there, it's sending, sending off your media kit and right sheet. And um, yeah, don't get discouraged if you hear no that was another thing someone had said that is that they were afraid of getting rejected you can't be afraid of that I hear so many no's (laughs) all the time but you also get those yeses and that makes it totally worth it um so don't be afraid of no it's nothing personal sometimes they don't have the budget for it sometimes you're not a good fit for them um don't take it personally you know you're gonna have brands that you find that are the perfect fit for you. And those are the relationships that you definitely want to cultivate. Um, In terms of how I work with brands right now, I guess I do four different, I offer four different services. Um, So one is a recipe development and photography package. So a brand can choose to work with me on um, creating a recipe and I then photograph it for them as well. So it's a bundled package of recipe development and food photography. Um, the other one is food photography only. So if they have recipes already and they just need me to take pictures, um, of their product or of a recipe, then I can just do that for them. And then the third thing that I've started doing is, um, videography. So I've actually, 
started um, offering videography services. So for brands that want to do, they're called kind of like the tasty style recipe videos where it's kind of how to. So you have a simple recipe and it's showing you the steps of how to make recipe. Um, that's another thing that I've started um, working on as well. And for all of those services that I offer, I kind of do optional add-ons for brands so they can decide if they want to add on um, a sponsored Instagram post or a sponsored blog post. And those are kind of separate things that I add on. But yeah, that's kind of currently how I uh, work with, with brands and the different relationships that I have. That is amazing. I'm honestly blown away by you. In the first video I saw that you were like filming and everything. I was like, ah, oh, go Casey. <laughs> <laughs> so excited because it's just so neat. I mean, I, I mean, I've just been blown away by you. You're very open on your stories of sharing how you learned, you know, all the editing and Lightroom settings for your camera and then videoing like that's just next level to me. <laughs> like, I'm like still yeah. trying to figure it out. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. And don't tell brands that. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but I figure it out and I've got like I've got two two down so far. Two two recipe videos. But so neat. Yeah, fun. <laughs> what are your thoughts on when a brand offers you to become an ambassador or an affiliate? Because I feel like that's kind of a tricky situation. Like, I don't know how to turn that into, you know, like a paid thing. Or are there times when you think, like, just go with the ambassador affiliate programs? So I actually haven't done that at all, personally. Um, I've been offered the, like, affiliate program. But um, so far, I've honestly just declined it because um, I don't get a ton of engagement on my stories, which I feel like is where um, it's most useful to have an affiliate program. So I feel like until I hit like the 10,000, you have that nifty swipe up feature <laughs> that everyone is dying for. Um, I feel like it's just not super um, useful for me personally. So I haven't joined any affiliate programs. And um, ambassador, I feel like is a very general term I it, and it's been used in like different ways I'm not sure what definition you're using I guess because I know some people get paid do paid ambassadorships and some people it's not paid so I'm honestly not super clear on what it means to be a brand ambassador no, I mean to be honest I don't either <laughs> I just know everyone's talking about like affiliate and ambassador programs and, you know there's a <laughs> A couple affiliate opportunities that I turned yeah. down because I'm like I don't even use your product I'm not going to like promote it but then like Newsest reached out to me to be an affiliate and I love their products yeah and, you like you do, <laughs> you know, like, I, do. I see them in your smoothies all the time <laughs> and, and I, I thoroughly support them just because like with my like all my gut issues they're the yeah. only protein powder I can like actually digest without getting like bloated and it's because it's like the pea protein isolate so I like thoroughly support them. So I was like, heck yeah, I'll, I'll work. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just hoping you. <laughs> <laughs> could answer your question. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no help here. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, think that'd be, I think that's a great example though of when it is, it makes sense to like be an affiliate. If it's something like you truly over the moon love and are using all the time. Um, but yeah, for me, it was like a brand that I um, wasn't really like using all that much to begin with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like the other thing I said and mentioned, like I just, at this point, I feel like it would be kind of pointless for me with where I'm at, just in knowing the engagement I get on my story. So. so with your photography, now are you, you're also shooting for restaurants, right? Yeah. So I, well, I've done one, I've worked, I've, two clients. <laughs> so it's like, I'm like with an asterisk next to <laughs> for restaurants. Um, I worked for two. Um, one was at the restaurant I'm, um, I was serving at. So I just like let them know like, Oh, I'm doing, I have my Instagram and my blog and I do my own photography for that. Could I come in and do it for here? Um, and they said, yes. So I, took some pictures for them. And then the second one was actually a lady who came in and tried to poach me. Um, <laughs> she like, I was her server and she like left me her card and was like, if you need, if you want another job, like I'm looking to hire people cause she was opening a bakery. Um, and I kept her card and I reached out to her, not about a job at the bakery, but it's about um, my photography and reaching out to see if she had any photography needs. Um, and yeah, we kind of worked out a deal where I am um, taking pictures for her, um, both in store and of her products and kind of doing like content management. I'm honestly still trying to like work it out and see if it's going to be a good fit for me based on the rest of the work I'm doing and if it makes sense. But um, right now. Um, yeah, those are the kind of two restaurant things I've done. <laughs> it's so neat though. And your, your photos, I mean, all your photos look amazing, but is it that Sifton, Sifton pour? Sifton pour, yeah. The bakery. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You've got like the woofy pies and the spring. Oh yeah. 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 The macaroons. That one's nice because she, I'm a lot, she drops off the product here so I can take pictures like in my, um, apartment I feel like with the other shoot, it was definitely challenging because you don't know what the lighting is going to be like. You don't know what the best setup is going to be. You aren't sure what the dishes are. It's just like a lot more like on the fly and things that you're not used to. So um, I definitely planned a lot before I went into um, that shoot and was like, okay, what are the different layouts I want to do based on the dishes? But yeah, that's with Sift and Pour, it's nice because I can uh, just take pictures here and like I know where everything is. I know the best time for lighting. It's definitely like more my comfort zone. <laughs> well, I I think that's so neat for any <laughs> thing to improve their photography, whether that's for you know like their blog, Instagram, personal use. I don't know. Where would you suggest they start? Because you really like I mentioned before, you just like exploded with it. So. Where do you think, where would you suggest people start out on this journey to bettering their photography? Yeah. So the number one thing is definitely practice. Um, Because I was just working part-time serving, I was able to get a lot of practice in. And I still feel like I'm getting better and I still feel like I'm improving. But um, practicing, not only taking photos, but also um, in Lightroom. If you do decide that, um, if you kind of have a DSLR camera, my progression was kind of using a DSLR camera and taking the pictures in JPEG to switching to taking the pictures in raw file format, um, to then editing on my phone to editing in Lightroom. And I've just noticed like a really huge quality increase in kind of making those changes. They didn't all happen at once. I didn't 
automatically, you know, do everything at the same time. I kind of went in stages. That's what worked for me. Um, but yeah, definitely practicing taking pictures. And then when you get to the stage where you want to start editing your photos, um, in Lightroom, um, making sure that you practice that watch video tutorial, video tutorials, um, cause otherwise it's hard to know where to start and like what different steps to take. But, um, Lightroom is like half the work in a photo, at least for me, you know, you can, it looks the before and after of some of the pictures I take are just night and day. Um, editing is huge. So you want to make sure that you're practicing taking pictures, but then also figuring out how to edit to make them look their best. I think that's very important. And even, even on my phone, I use like the Lightroom app on my, on my phone. So that's mm -hmm. the free version. I, yeah. I, I think the computer one, you do have to pay a bit, right? Yeah. That, um, the computer version is $10 a month. Okay. Um, but then, yeah. And then when I was doing it on my phone, the other one that I like, um, is Snapseed. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but it's kind of like the Lightroom mobile where you can change, um, you can go in and like specifically edit certain areas. Like there's a little brush tool, which I really like. Um, and Roma Bakery actually, um, it's either on her page or on her photography page actually has a little highlight, or at least she did at one point, of how she edits in Snapseed, which was also very helpful for me. Yeah, I've heard of that Snapseed, but I never, because Lightroom is nice, but you can't, you can't do, I don't think at least, the little edits like that, at least on the free version. And so I guess just in all of this, like, have you ever found yourself in a creative rut, whether that was working on like your own creations or creations for a brand? And if so, how did you get out of it? Yeah. So, um, I personally love Pinterest, which I've never been like a huge Pinterest person, <laughs> but all of a sudden I'm told I need to be on it and then I go on it and I'm like, Oh yeah, this actually is really great. Um, so Pinterest, I love for photography inspiration. Um, I have boards on my Pinterest board for things that I take pictures of a lot. So like I have like a bar photography or a cookie photography. And those are great um, for just getting like photography ideas and figuring out like, okay, like what are the different ways people are styling these things? So for photography inspiration, I love Pinterest. Um, for recipe inspiration, personally, I get a lot of inspiration from like going out to eat to different restaurants, um, even from the grocery store. I love kind of doing healthy twists on things that, you know, candy bars or different flavored of ice cream. So I love just walking through the grocery store and seeing all the different flavor combos that other people have come up with and being like, oh yeah, that actually, those flavors, like if they're selling them, they must go well together. And, um, that's another place that I love to get info for. So I'll like go look at all the different like protein bars and I'll look at all the different ice cream flavors and um, yeah, I love the grocery store. <laughs> that's actually a really good idea. I know I agree with the like eating out part whenever yeah. I travel. I mean, there's no restaurants around here that I would pay money <laughs> to eat at. <laughs> but um, when I do get to travel and actually eat out, <laughs> I, I always get so inspired. Like I'll just look at the menu and all these like ideas come to mind. And then, yeah. but yeah, I never thought of that with the grocery store. That's a really good idea though, because once you have like 
a flavor combination or even like a texture idea you can you can do so much with it that's a good idea yeah yeah well was there anything else with I guess your blog and Instagram that you think would help anyone already in the space or looking to start? Yeah. So I, I mean, starting out, you definitely have to do a lot of research. Um, in terms of free resources, I really loved, um, the bite shot, bite shot, S-H-O-T, not shop. I thought it was shop for the longest time. (laughs) That's the bite shot. She has um, a ton of free YouTube videos um, all about lighting to food styling to what's the best camera equipment to use. Um, So that has been something that I've honestly watched most of her YouTube videos (laughs) at this point. And she comes out with a new one every week too, which is also really great. Um, And then I also really love I mentioned her before, but Roma Bakery and her photography school. I haven't done that yet and I haven't signed up for it, but she does these free rep, free webinars. Um, and I've watched those and there's actually a ton of helpful information in those where she'll talk about, um, you know, what are the three best different camera angles you need to use? Or she'll walk you through how to edit a photo. So I've watched actually like most of her webinars and walked away with something helpful. Um, and then if you do want to invest in, um, a school or a program. Um, the one I decided to invest in was Food Blogger Pro, which for setting up and starting the blog, my blog was really helpful. It's also been really helpful for the video. Um, they have a whole um, video series where they walk you through like how to set up your blog, how to take pictures. You know, they have video sections for different areas, um, and they have one on videography. And I like reference that every time I go to shoot a video. So um, those are some that I've used personally that I really liked. And there, and if you want a free resource, their um, podcast is really great, like I mentioned. Yeah, I've listened to their podcast and um, that has so much good, infor- like so much information. And yeah. then, yeah, I think like even just a lot of the more well-known bloggers nowadays have you know, a segment on their blog and it's not as in depth, but it's like a good place to start. Like I know minimalist Baker yeah. had a big section that I used to set up like my entire blog, you know, and I even got a similar theme as them and they had like all the coding. And so it, I think it's like, you just have to like look and Google yep, yep. what you need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I feel like I probably, I think I use that same resource too, because I like hadn't gotten the food blogger pro membership yet. So yeah. I, I think, cause we have the same layout, blog layout, right? Well, then I got, I got a different one because I wanted to be able to, and I paid for it, but it was just like, I'd been working for a couple of weeks and I had the extra, extra money. So I paid for like a smaller theme, but because I wanted to be able to have all my podcasting on it, oh, now yeah. I can do like the layout allowed more flexibility so that I can have like the recipes be main focus, but then I also have an entire podcast directory. And then also, cause I mean, I am going to get that health coaching certification. Who knows if I'll actually use it. But um, if I have that, I wanted to have somewhere I could have, you know, like information about that resources, whatnot. So, um, okay. Well, I guess we'll just close up with some like fun questions then. Yay. So, <laughs> 
I have the usual rapid fire, but I also threw in some special ones for today's topic. <laughs> what has been like your favorite brand that you've shot product for so far? Oh, definitely Theo Chocolate. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. You have, can you explain the story of Theo really quick? <laughs> yeah, so we got Theo in November and it was actually my brother suggested the name Theodore and um yeah it ended up being perfect so it's like Theodore Theo for short it's also like my favorite chocolate bar ever so it was a winner that was so funny I guess okay <laughs> work like you've, you've used them like as long as I can remember mm-hmm. and your dog and in Theo and it was just like perfect perfect can't eat theo chocolate (laughs) they're his namesake (laughs) do you have another favorite product that you're like loving right now maybe like you just found them or something i love um the plant snacks they have um i think it's oh gosh i think it's cassava they're cassava flour chips Mm -hmm. but their vegan goat cheese chips are really really good (laughs) um yeah I actually had those a while ago and I need to go buy more but those are really I'm I'm definitely I like chips yeah they're really good (laughs) oh yeah I'm all about the crunch the crunch factor so yeah this was actually from Katie sunflower in the city (laughs) what's your favorite type of workout I think she specific like she wanted to specifically know at equinox yep yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um I love the fire starter classes they're these 30 minute hit classes the high intensity interval training um but basically I'm like dead after 30 minutes yeah they're they're really good I love anything I really like the hit classes but um I also like the yoga classes there too it's just nice to balance it out Mm -hmm. best best of them both (laughs) What is your favorite meal at the moment? Ooh, um, so <laughs> for lunch, like every day, I feel like I eat scrambled cheesy eggs with avocado and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just like crave, I've been like craving eggs recently. Um, so that's when I go to. I really like I guess I should mention this as a, a product that I love. The Yellow Bird Serrano hot sauce. That with eggs is really good. It's like a green hot sauce, so it's not like a, a red um, a red one. But that one goes really well with the, my eggs. Yeah, I've been eating that for lunch a lot. <laughs> that sounds pretty good, I'd say. I know, mine, mine always has avocado, my lunch. Yes. Usually like a random compilation of like noodles or rice and and vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I like it because come like 12 o'clock, I'm just like really hungry and I want something really quick and don't want to do any real cooking. Um, So I love that. It's like literally like in a minute I can have have lunch. (laughs) Okay. If you could meet anyone past or present, who would it be? Mm, That's so hard. Um, I guess since we're talking, we like talked about food blogging stuff, I'd love to meet Lindsay and Jork from Pinch of Yum. Like, 
they, what they've done, like what Lindsay has done with her blog is absolutely amazing. And it blows my mind. She does so much beyond the food blogging at this point where she offers photography, um, like classes where you can actually like go. Um, I'm not sure if she's offering another one, but I know she in the past has done that. And then Bajork just with their like food blogger pro side and having, and starting all of that. And now they like sell plugins too for your blog. Um, yeah, they're just, I think it's, they're like such a power couple to me. <laughs> it's like, I'd love to like talk to them about foodie stuff. <laughs> they are, they are goals. <laughs> yeah. And they're in Minnesota. So got that tie too. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe something will work out. <laughs> really amazing to meet them. <laughs> <laughs> if you could yell one piece of advice from the rooftops for all to hear, what would it be? Yeah. I think it would be to do what makes you happy, regardless of what other people might think. I love that. I think that's very important. I think we both kind of, we touched on that earlier too, when we were saying, just kind of do it, just go for it. And yeah, just go for it. And it's easier said than done. Definitely like a thousand percent, but I feel like you're just going to live a much more fulfilled life if you're doing what makes you happy instead of what other people think you should be doing or what you think other people want you to do, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And I can't wait. This isn't going to line up with the podcast release, but I can't wait to meet you in real life in about a week in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. I'm so excited. Yeah, but thank you for coming on, and I uh, people are gonna love this one. I loved it. You just inspire me so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and if anyone listening has any questions, they can always reach out to me on Instagram. Um, I'm pretty much an open book about anything. So, oh yeah, tell people where they can find you too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions for me, you can always shoot me an email, um, which I have on my blog, so mypalapa.com, or you can um, shoot me a DM on Instagram, the mindful hapa, H-A-P-A. <laughs> um, and I'm also, yeah, on Pinterest. You want to check out my photography boards. <laughs> I, I need to. I need to. level. <laughs> thank you so much and yeah no thank you this is I feel like I've been like putting I feel like we've like had this planned for a really long time and I'm sorry it's taken me so long to like for us to find the time to do it but this was so much fun I love the questions you ask they were all very insightful and made me think did you guys take notes (laughs) I know that Once we recorded this, you know, I had all the ideas and all the suggestions that Casey gives floating around in my head. So when I went back through to, you know, edit it and adjust sound levels, I wrote down some things that she said. I'm not even joking. And then, like I mentioned in the intro, I implemented this stuff, guys, and I saw results. I got no's from companies, but I also got a whole heck of a lot of yeses and returned emails. So I'm just saying, you know, you do you. But the tips and suggestions and, you know, advice that Casey gives here are so amazing, especially if you're just starting out. You know, if you're like me and you 
don't understand this at all, this is a good start place to start. And then check out those resources that she mentioned. I'll link them below. And if you have any questions, reach out to Casey on Instagram at the mindful Hapa and reach out to me on Instagram at thrive underscore on life. If you like today's show, please go on iTunes, leave a rate and review, maybe even subscribe. Means a lot. Let me know what I'm doing right. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. I'm up for any feedback, guys. Honestly, I just want to hear from you. I want to know your thoughts. Stay tuned for some very interesting guests coming up. I've shaken things up a bit lately, and I'm really liking the direction it's going. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.